Creepio, sweet Creepio. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figure. The Empire Strikes Back turns the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, Alien Bounty Hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive! Formative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest Gun. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Steven B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, early bird certificate package, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, everybody. Welcome to the Codcast for June of 2011. Yeah, June 2011. This is our, our 17th episode. So you're still keeping count. I am still I lost keeping count. count. Yeah, it's kind of like when you have kids, you know, like you, first you count by minutes, how many minutes old they are, then by days and by months, and then you reach this point where you're like, I'm pretty sure she's about three. You, see, you know, Steve, I'd say C-3PO has been the star, more or less, for the entire Kivecast. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he seems to kind of pop up now and again. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think you're right about that. Because we've, we've talked about him with, with some of his cool Japan stuff. We've talked about the the walking, uh, the wind up walking one. We interviewed Bill Cable, the the world's uh, funniest C three PO collector. <laughs> yep, and we also featured uh, Tracy's uh, run back for that limelight a couple months ago too. Right, right, and that and those are the two people I was going to interview. So yeah, anyways, it all works out. It's going to be a lot shorter episode, which will make well. Bill Cable happy for one because he thinks our episodes are too long, which we will get into. Gotta go, yeah. (laughs) We'll get into that in the feedback section. But let's let's kick into uh, to my movie observation, Steve. Yes, I'm. I'm been trying to figure it out. I'm trying to like start to learn (laughs) if I can guess what it's going to be. I'm not quite there yet, so I'm still going blind with these. (laughs) So you you don't have a guess. Well, well, let's start with. I mean, first of all, you know, my my profession. I'm a French professor, so I think a lot about language, right? Right. And so C-3PO, in theory, should maybe be one of my guys. That's, that's true. <laughs> but, but I've been thinking about him, and there's only one problem, and that is that C-3PO, he's what? A protocol droid, right? Right. So he's in charge of, of translating, right? He's like a translator, and he's there to set etiquette. I think what you want is tolerance, openness. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Anakin's fault, but uh, C-3PO <laughs> is perhaps the only racist robot in uh, in science fiction. Think about it, right? The first movie, okay, imagine this, right? Imagine I was working for the UN, okay? And I was doing translating, and I'm like, I can't stand those Portuguese disgusting little creatures. <laughs> y- you know? It's, That's true. It's yeah. just completely messed up that, that in the first movie, this, this protocol droid calls an entire race of aliens disgusting creatures. <laughs> it's still, is it? Did he do that again? I'm trying to figure out. He, well, well then, called then, anyone out again? In the, in the second movie, you know, Empire, he says, "Oh, don't you know? Don't worry about him. He's only a Wookie, 
referring oh, to true. Chewbacca. And again, yeah. if you could imagine yeah. someone at the UN being like, oh, please forgive him. He's just a Spaniard, you know, <laughs> uh, wouldn't exactly be proper protocol. And, and no. then just to, to round it out in, in of course, the, the, the sixth movie, Return of the Jedi, we have the, you know, he's fluent in six million forms of communication. And the only time <laughs> he's ever asked to really translate and uh, he doesn't even know what the Ewoks are saying. <laughs> so uh, That's yeah, true. I mean, six million. I mean, you have to really figure that that dialect of that Ewok was not in the six million. Anyways. It's got to be in there somewhere, it's right? It's got to be in there somewhere. It's quite primitive. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate to do it, but I have to bash C-3PO's being a racist robot with no <laughs> cultural tolerance, awareness, or... Uh, compassion, which uh, <laughs> is very needed in the in the translator field. And with that bunch of, of gargly mess, uh, I will get myself back on the chain, Steve, because I'm not okay. off the chain this month. I'm I'm uh, much like C-3PO. I'm in the backpack. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, be, I'm being carried around, Steve. And I think for this month you can you can carry around. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get Bart on here too. Uh, he's picking yes. up his car, but uh, he's always good at reining me in. So uh, <laughs> let's let's hit the news. There's a lot of it this month. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. <laughs> I mean, he's so racist, right? So yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're back for the news, Steve. I I, I hit recording. But, uh... <laughs> so, what's the deal, Steve? Right. A couple months ago, we finished recording. About ten minutes after we record, Joe drops his bootleg limelight. It was like yeah. one day after we finished recording, and what was announced, Steve? Oh, wait, wait, we're not, we already talked about Celebration 6. No, we didn't, Steve, we just said it might happen. Wait, no, I thought we, uh, I thought we got it in there last time. It no, was the, uh... no, no, you just said you, there was a website, and I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's officially announced, August 23rd to 26th, 2012. Oh, yeah, right. we, we need to have the dates, that's right. Yeah, we have the dates, we have the place, we have everything. Yep. So, that's exciting, Steve, we can now plan our listener party. Well more than a year in advance. Well, yeah, well more than a year in advance. And it's funny, I, I know those people are already freaking out about, about getting uh, getting rooms and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't have a room yet, so maybe I should be freaking out. I, I don't know. I think you'll be okay. I, I think I'll be okay. Hopefully I can. I mean, the good thing about me is, you know, I don't, I don't care where I am. So, so it's back in what, – what do you think, Steve? What do you think about it being back in Florida? Did, did you, you know, like that venue? I, I liked Orlando, um, but I still have to say I, I think Indiana was was my favorite as yeah. far as the setup and and the climate and uh, the I guess location for everybody too. Everyone, a lot of people could drive. Um, yeah, this this kind of makes it more of the uh, <laughs> you either are inside twenty four seven or <laughs> or you're at the pool. You don't want to be outside of that. So right, right. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean it's I'm happy it's there and not in Los Angeles. Because I, I I didn't like Los Angeles as a venue, but uh, no, not so much. I I, w- I would have preferred indie. Yeah, my, my main or maybe problem, somewhere new. I don't know. Maybe somewhere. Um, I don't know. Like a new like, place could have been too. Yeah, like like Buff- Chicago or something. Or or Buffalo. Or... <laughs> that would have been good. But uh, yeah, my main problem is the is the timing of it. That's uh, I'm actually technically obligated to be on my campus that week. So. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. I mean, obviously, I'm going to work something out. I may bill it as an academic <laughs> conference. You could do but, that. I think we could we could make that work. <laughs> well, one thing that's clear about me, I can turn anything into academic babble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's definitely the big news. I mean, there'll be a lot more information on it. Uh, but uh, you know, everyone's excited. They're already talking about the room sales and. Uh, 
hopefully by then, you know, we'll have like a little mini recorder, Steve, and we can go around and, I mean, really, really hit up. You know, what I want to do is I want to interview the, the, the vendors. I want to ask them what's been selling vintage and stuff like that and really, really get in there. And, uh, I mean, last time was a good introduction for us, but I think now we're, you know, by that time, you know, <laughs> we're going to be internet sensation, Steve. Right, right. Yeah. Well, see, last time we were kind of thrown into the fray, but I, I think we yeah we did okay. <laughs> yeah, we had like like two episodes. And it was yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, actually, it's, it's funny. While we're but before we uh, go back to the news, I, f- I forgot to tell you the funny thing about three PO. My uh, my daughter calls him Creepio. Creepio. Which uh, I think fits the idea of three PO as a racist robot. Like, yeah. Is that Creepio? <laughs> like, yeah, that's Creepio. <laughs> but I, I, you know, see, I have to have her really go for it because uh, my son's abandoned Star Wars. What? Yeah, he's oh. he's totally into Pokemon. That's his. Wow, his, that's a big transition. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool because it's collecting, and I'm getting into it now. And you know, Star Wars is forever. He'll be back. <laughs> but uh, I really need the the podcast now because I, I don't get to talk Star Wars for hours upon hours. <laughs> but uh yeah and then as far as other news too i don't know if you saw this steve did you see what the uh celebration i mean the san diego comic-con exclusive is going to be for general giant the jawa i mean yeah. this is uh yeah it's it's with the vinyl cake so yeah it's i mean <laughs> you know we, we saw those things you know i think it was our very first episode was when they announced the creation of the 12 inch general giant vintage style figures yeah and uh I don't own any of them. I don't have any space or or inclination to spend that kind of money. But I love them. You know. Like, yeah, they are they are quite amazing. Um. Like like the ratio <laughs> of want to not going to buy is very high. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just I mean it's really cool that they're they're doing a, a vinyl cape and uh, I don't know Steve it's more good news for vintage you know it's not just it's not just that they're doing the vintage figures they're they're hitting on a really uh, popular variation, so to speak, yeah, kind of the one of those mythical mythical figures. So it's it's good. It's good. It's again, I think it's really bringing vintage collecting further further into the the geeky mainstream. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as the normal mainstream becomes basically the geeky mainstream. Slowly but surely. Slowly yeah. but surely. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh do, 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 do you hear that sound? It's a familiar one by now. <laughs> Bring out the low barts. Bart? 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 Look out. <laughs> <laughs> it's low barts. Oh, good, good to have you, uh, Bart. You know, we were, we were talking that I'm, I'm back on the chain. and uh, <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, thank uh, Wookiee Life Day. Yeah, and I, I think no no one keeps you on the chain better than you, Bart. <laughs> but uh, you you just caught us. I was filling in Steve on uh, on on my son's abandoning of of Star Wars for uh, Pokemon. Oh, the uh, greatest line ever! Oh yeah, actually, I, I didn't even tell you the line, Steve. He, he says, yeah, "Do they have toys?" Or I mean, what what is it that he actually is going after? I, Steve, I thought you. Yeah, that's true. Probably in a couple of years, you'll get into Pokemon. It's good for like <laughs> you know, yeah. eight, eight or nine year olds. Exactly. Um, I'm a little bit before <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're like cards. At least that's what he does. He does like, like okay. they're collectible cards, and you play a game. And okay. I'm getting kind of into it. But but what he said was, uh, he goes, Poppy, I'm out of the Star Wars business and into the Pokemon business. 
Ooh, man. <laughs> business is business, you know? Business is business. It's not personal, Dad. No. <laughs> but yeah, we were just talking about uh, Celebration 6. Did you, did you hear about that part? Uh, just a little bit at our uh, meeting that it is on, but I haven't heard any details. Yeah, well, that means, you know, we have to start working on our merch. We have, we have a, a pretty good amount of time. As, as everyone may know, Lobart is the, the brains and the, the hand behind most of the uh, – He's behind the Wampa Wampa pins and all the uh, the Chuseum shirts and all that. So Swagmaster. Yeah, Swagmaster Lobart. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stir that up. We gotta really deliver on on uh, this next C. Yeah, and, and and what's the most important thing we need at Celebration Six, Steve? <laughs> Aside from uh, Lobart's merch, uh... how about Lobart himself? Right? Uh, that would be that would be <laughs> nice. So we get the creator on site. Um, Promoting, yeah, so. yeah we're, we're gonna have a, a listener party, Bart. So we we gotta we gotta get you out there. You gotta start working on the family. It's, yep, uh, a, a year away. So, plant the uh, seed. Plant the seed. Yeah, plant <laughs> the seed. So let's uh, let's keep on going with the news then. So uh, yep. we just we're discussing the the vinyl Jawa. I want to say one more thing. Did you guys know that that uh, speaking of kids, did you know Pottery Barn makes uh, makes like Star Wars stuff now? Really? Yeah, I mean maybe you know this, Bart. Have you checked this stuff out? I don't think I have. Well, they they most of it's just it's like bedding and things like that. But what they actually did was they they more or less took the vintage bedding and reprinted it more or less, and with some slight alterations. So uh, that was one of the last Star Wars things my son actually ever wanted to buy. Ah. Uh, that, that was uh, about a month ago. And man, you should have seen me in the store. It was seventy-five, no, seventy-nine dollars for a set of sheets. I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going pottery barn. We're going classy. And I just looked at them and I said to my wife, I was like, oh, man, I can find Star Wars sheets for cheaper than seventy-nine bucks, <laughs> and they'll <laughs> still smell like they're from nineteen seventy-nine. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're in box, you gotta. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wherever the, they've been. Yeah, it turns out that 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 part of the argument didn't work out so well. But uh, of course today, you know, we're just moving, and I just got—I uh, was un- unpacking a box, and I actually found old Star Wars sheets uh, that were her brother's. So we we now have two sets. We have the fake thing and the real thing. Ah, nice. uh, there you go. But we'll throw some some things up there. Just as far as vintage still being around, there's the uh, you know the miscellaneous is also still around. Yep. But uh, I'd say probably the, one of the, the, the big bits of news, I want to talk about the meeting. So yeah. uh, so there was the California Vintage Collectors Club meeting. And I have to admit, Steve and Bart, I didn't even look at the post or the pictures until today because I was oh. so green with envy. <laughs> I was like, I, I, ah, I, I, figured, I, I figured you were. <laughs> I have to go to the next one because I just saw the pictures. And I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I, I was never happier than when I was at that. So, so tell me about it. Where was it? How did it go? What, what, what was some um, fun stuff? So uh, it was up at uh, Trevor Wenzel's up in Berkeley, or excuse me, not Berkeley, Oakland. And uh, it was, uh, we had nine people. We're not quite into double digits, but we're, we're getting close. <laughs> if only but, I'd uh, been there. <laughs> I know, man. You could have been, we pushed us into double digits. But uh, no, it was a really good time. Um, uh, Trevor put on a feast for us up there. He uh, he, he definitely outclassed our, our pizza and with his his grill, so uh, it, it was good. But uh, yeah, Bart was there. It was the first time I had actually got to be at a meeting with Bart. So 
I was really stoked for that. And uh, we actually, Bart and I, we had a great uh, Playmobil conversation. I had no idea that uh, that was Bart's forte, but uh, oh, yeah. that was uh, very informative. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we also we also uh, had a pretty good uh, kind of a, uh, I'd say it was like a bantha leg uh, standing around the barbecue, everybody just grabbing a chicken leg and sitting there gnawing <laughs> at it, looking at each other, going, "Yeah, this is pretty darn good here." <laughs> yeah, that was like, uh, do we need was a, really a treat? Didn't even need a plate or anything. It was just rocking and rolling, and also a very accommodating uh, wife and fun little. Tyke. Yeah, no, that's, that's good because in general those kind of meetings, and this is, by the way, I would suggest this for any any meeting. Try to have your family out just away. <laughs> evacuation. Evacuation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because as I often say, it's a bunch of, uh, of sweaty men standing around in a room uh, in the best possible way. And um, Bart, did you end up picking anything up? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I got a couple of things. I got the uh, classic Lobart, uh, Lobot with the from the archive, the Unpainted pointing. Oh, with oh the nice. So the, the disco dancing robot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very, very tasty. <laughs> oh, oh, so you got nice. an unpainted micro of of Lobot. Yeah, yeah that's excellent. Awesome. Yeah, outstanding. So, and then I scored a a let's see, Return of the Jedi um, blaster that holds figures. It was. Oh, that's uh, right. You ended Mark, up with the uh, the rifle carry case. The rifle carry case. Yeah, Mark Mark's <laughs> original. As a kid, rifle case, and I'm like, oh. okay, how do I get this in my in the hands of my kids? So I'll have to work on it. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, that's great. We'll, we'll have to put up a link about that. I don't. I, I gotta admit, I don't know much about the rifle carry case. I mean, I know the I know the name, but yeah. Uh, wow, let's let's uh, here one second. Let's 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 look up. Let's look that up, right? Well, I I, I access the uh, the trusty old archive here. And uh, as as we should, <laughs> as we always should. After all, we are the Star Wars Collectors Archive podcast, and the inimitable Ron Salvatore. Uh, so what's great is, if, in case you don't know this, this isn't our official nugget, but they have most of the vintage uh, items up there, um, and they have the original catalog entry. So I'll just quote the catalog entry. And so what it is is it's a it carries figures, but it's in the shape of a laser rifle. Brand new reproduction of the laser rifle used by the Rebel Alliance and the Empire in the Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It has a pretend telescopic sight for tracking the enemy. It even has a compartment to store accessories and secret messages. And when opened, the laser rifle becomes a carrying case for 19 Star Wars action figures. Everything sold <laughs> separately. And, uh, yeah. He, uh, he says, uh, the goofiness of the description only serves to underscore the relative lameness of the laser rifle carry case. <laughs> the, the folks at Kenner must have been trying to compensate for its drawbacks. It was capable of holding fewer figures than any other Kenner storage case, including many versions of the vinyl collector's case. It also looked plain goofy. I don't know how else to put it. Um, perhaps not surprisingly, the laser rifle carry case is fairly scarce. Few of the items seem to have been sold at retail. It has also never been overly popular with collectors. There you go, Bart. <laughs> no, here we go, Bart. This is the, the Kivecast bump. We already did it for the uh, the electric toothbrush. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe we no. should ha- have like our, our unloved vintage item of the month. You know, I'd totally be down <laughs> for that. Kivecast bump for the unloved vintage. There's always, there's always something. <laughs> 
the ugly stepchild, uh, whatever. Of the... <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's kind of cool though, cause it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Well, good. Well, that sounds like a pretty good score, Bart. Uh, did you manage to get it to the kids, or did it, did it wind? Its no, not yet. Yeah, yeah. I got to figure out how to do that. But uh, probably the the biggest issue I had was. Um, letting go of the chromalin that Adam let me look at for about a half hour while I was That's lost right. in space. Oh, wow. He pulled out the chromalin uh, Lobart, or Lobot, and I'm just like, wow. What what are you doing with this? Why did you bring this up if you're not, you know, it's not in play or whatever? But he had a, he had a story he talked about uh, putting together right. a series of different uh, production or pre-production pieces and stuff. Huh. So, so, so he wasn't selling it. He just brought it up. He yep. brought it to show and tell, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's good, boy. I know where he lives, so I can uh, I can help you out. If you need that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean the you know so I'm I'm green with green with envy that I wasn't able to make it. I am going to try to make it to the next meeting whenever that is. Well, I kind of had the the opposite of a uh, of a social experience, and uh, <laughs> that was that was for Father's Day. Um, now, Steve, right. you're, you're not a father yet, but uh, not yet, no. Or at, le- at least, you know, <laughs> not, not that I know of. Exactly, no. not that you know of. There's that the incident with the girl from the speed dating, but uh, <laughs> hey, I thought we were not going to talk about that. I, I know, but uh, yeah, um, the lost uh, weekend in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so for for my Father's Day gift, uh, all fathers really want uh, is time, and uh, and that's what I got. So. My uh, my wife and my, and my kids gave me like as much time as I needed to set up my collection. That's and, awesome. Uh, so that that was, and I said this in the post on Rebel Scum, but probably the most fun I've ever had collecting. Because yeah. I mean, I had you know, I think I had like ten tough boxes filled with stuff, and I had <laughs> you know uh, what two two bookshelves and all these things. I had to put it on the doors. I had to set them all up. I had to get them all out and. Uh, we don't talk that much about about kind of curating and no, uh, and, no. and and displaying collections, but uh, I I think there's a real psychological link between and you may have to reel me back in, Bart. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there is a real psychological link between how much like how much you show your collection and how much you care about your collection. Mm. I, I I don't know how to say it, but like I'm just. It's like re, really re-energized my collecting, you know. I mean, the, the historian part of me and in, in has always been there with the Kivecast and all that. But as far as like, I, I don't know, just like my my fever for for my actual focus. It's uh, between that and doing all those interviews last month. It's really yeah. really reignited. I think I think I'd agree with you. I'm I'm actually in the the same boat right now. All my stuff is boxed up, and um, I'm finally getting my room painted and and all set up. So. I'm like actually really, really energized and just waiting for the paint to be finished to to open the stuff up and get going. But it also, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's also you, you probably like just bang your head in the wall trying to figure out what goes where and yeah, it's, it's all it's all part of it. But uh, yes, yeah, speaking I, I think of I'd what agree. goes where, I saw didn't I see like the uh, chromalins and stuff at, on the bottom shelf of one of those uh, displays. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, hello, floodwaters guy. <laughs> Let's not have that one on the bottom. Oh, oh no, it's, uh, we're, we're at the top of a hill. So we're, okay. we're, we're quite okay. And it's actually about three feet off the ground too. So, Oh, oh, that box itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That box, my, my box approved. I, I put that up on the, on the Kivecast, uh, 
uh, blog. So if you want to see pictures of my collection, that's uh, my sort of selfish limelight of the month. But uh, <laughs> it was just unexpected because for the whole year I just had a half of a of a shelf up and I just didn't see my collection. And now, yeah, now it's right over there. It's right right next to me in the uh, in the new Kivecast Studios. Excellent. Um, that's very cool. I think also it might be that just getting in there and and you know touching them and looking looking at them and thinking about them and moving them around not even necessarily where you're you're you know getting it display displayed but it's just moving it so that you're like hey this is where it is i got my hands on this again and stuff so yeah, that's true and Steve i finally found you know cuz one of the things that Steve collects is completely beaten up vintage figures <laughs> which by the way you know we have enough listeners if you're interested in in contributing to steve's collection if you have a really nasty gnarled chewed up beat up faded loose-limbed figure uh <laughs> contact us kivecast at gmail.com we can give you the address to send to steve but uh, i finally found my completely dead chewbacca so oh awesome i'll have to send that to you it's even better than i remember he's like <laughs> this really dark green he's got soulless eyes I mean, oh, he can't great. stand up under any circumstance, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it'll it'll hurt to part with him. But uh, well, you, you know what? If you don't if you don't have to send him, but uh, it's if he does end up out in California, you are more than welcome to uh, to pay him a visit anytime. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even make a little tombstone for him if you want. Oh, that yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, let's uh, you know try, try. I don't know if there's any more news. I was thinking I had a couple more things I want to talk about, but I realized sure. we haven't done the vocab stuff lately. So That's I thought, true. why not introduce a couple ideas of vocab and kind of mix them in with some of the new things that have been showing up? Okay. How does that sound, Bart? Sounds good. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's do a little bit of vintage vocab. It's vintage. Okay. All right, so for the, the vintage vocab, uh, we're going to kind of go on something that's a little bit new here. So, uh, Lobart, seeing as you're the, the, the relative novice here, although... I mean, you're a relative novice who knew enough to buy an unpainted micro prototype. Um, <laughs> but still, uh, if I were to say 20L, what would you think I was talking about, Bart? 20L. Mm, not sure. I mean, I think I've heard A, B, and Cs maybe associated with cards, but I'm right. not sure if an L becomes large or small or I'm not sure. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's because twenty backs are special. So I'd like to have this vintage vocab thing be a little bit about twenty backs. So you're so special. You are so special. Uh, you know, because because we started talking about what a twelve back was all the way back in our first vintage vocab. Uh, yep, seventeen episodes ago. So I think it's time we move <laughs> up to twenty backs. <laughs> in seventeen episodes, we got to twenty one backs. Um, but, uh, you know, because there were so, um, you know, 20 backs are, are pretty interesting. And one of the, the threads that just came out, I think it was posted today. Yeah. Maybe? It looks like it was today. Yeah. yeah. By, by Cal Evans. Um, mm -hmm. although I always read his name as Calvines, but, uh, Cal Evans <laughs> 83, um, he, he shows off a, uh, a stormtrooper, 
And the reason why I say 20L is technically this does not exist. Um, I, I tend to go by the Kellerman matrix. So Kellerman, uh, John Kellerman's book, he breaks down all of the card backs and he delineates each of them. And there's tons of 20 backs. Um, you know, you have your offerless 20A and 20B. And then in his book, you have 20C to 20K as all being related to special offers or special figures. Right. And so, you know, you have the Fett. So, you know, you start off with your pictures of Boba Fett with this firing rocket. They, of course, then had to change that. So they covered it up with the sticker with text. And then they covered it up with extension stickers. And it kind of goes on and on and on and on. Then you have it blocked out with a square sticker instead of a rounded sticker with the uh, offer extension. So it kind of keeps on going and going. All these different iterations. <laughs> right. Until finally uh, you have a, a uh, the 20K which is not the Fett, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the Bosk figure, right? Yeah, the secret, secret, uh, secret figure offer. Right, the secret figure offer, which is going to be Bosk. Right. Um, but what makes this so cool is that it's not a standard 20K. What he explains is that it's covering up a 20F and a 20G card which had the offer cover sticker. So it's really confusing, right? <laughs> yeah, but I just imagine the hand slapping all of these labels on this card back as it's, <laughs> right. so, as it's going through. So this poor stormtrooper, so it was originally, right, came out of the factory just a standard Boba Fett 20-back C. Then they had to cover Boba Fett sticker, say, oh, actually, it's not going to be rocket firing. And then they had to extend... The offer with the rounded offer for the Boba Fett offer. Then they had to put the Bosk on top of all of the Boba Fett stuff. Yep. <laughs> and just when you thought it was done, there's the extension for the Bosk <laughs> offer as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what a what a twenty L is, and uh, I've never seen anything else like it before. It's not in the Kellerman matrix. Again, they stop at twenty K. Um. And I don't know. I just I, I love this kind of stuff because it's. I mean, you know, even with uh, spending a long time thinking about vintage figures, I had to really like think. What? Wait. What? Wait. What? Wait. Wait. What? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's the poor stormtrooper. I guess could not get sold. I mean, you'd expect this kind of thing. You know, like uh, you know, B wing pilot or something. <laughs> exactly. Or a robot, <laughs> but not not a stormtrooper. <laughs> but yeah. So that's that's what uh, you know. Whenever they talk about uh, if you're if you're new to collecting vintage, uh, the twenty backs have a ton of different variations. Unlike twelve backs, which you know twelve backs only have three or four, depending on how you count it, variations. Hmm. And most other ones only have a couple. But uh, right. there are tons of different kinds of twenty backs, including the newly discovered twenty L. Um, I'm hoping they eventually have to start doubling up on the alphabet. You know, <laughs> the twenty AA. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get in there. So we're, we're going to talk about stormtroopers in a couple months, but uh, that was just a pretty special figure. Definitely. So does that answer your question that you didn't ask, Bart? Yeah, actually, it sounded pretty good. I'm wondering. So it's physically, do you think it's even a little bit thicker with that much action? The 
the yeah. stickers on top of stickers. Yeah, I mean that that's what that's what he was saying was he was kind of looking at it. Unfortunately, it's in an AFA thing, and I mean they they didn't. I mean AFA doesn't know what to do with this kind of stuff. But he was right. looking at it and he's seeing that it was covering it up, and so it is a little bit bumpy. And uh, he he includes pictures of it where you can see the ridge of the old stickers behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's just a really that, cool. That's find. that's the uh, archaeologist of us all, right? Digging b- beneath each layer of sticker, going down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right or, what or is I, the origin? What is the right? Or, or like the the people who find the paintings in their attic, and then they scrape off the top layer, and it's a Winslow Homer underneath. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that was a really really cool find. And then uh, it just happened to be that someone also yesterday happened to post a uh, a humorous um, take on the on the twenty back. Um, it's <laughs> if Kenner's twenty backs were truthful. So uh, let's see if we can describe it for our listeners here, guys. All right. So, so uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, why don't you All start, right, so Steve? For the, for the top section, you have your your Fed offer. Um, and uh, let's see, it says purchase of any four figures, uh, remove approve uh, purchase seal, and and then what I actually, <laughs> the best thing about that little top part that I like is uh, the Creature Cantina. It's got a picture of the playset, and it says uh, Creature Cantina, because half of these new figures we want you to buy go with this playset. Yep, and that's absolutely <laughs> the truth. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely the truth, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then the land of the Jawas, and it's because the remote control sand crawler costs too much, and this is better than nothing. And uh, <laughs> it's also uh, quite truthful. I think if I was a kid, I probably would have ended up with this rather than the remote control one. So yep, I, I was a kid, and I did wind up with that. Well, there but, we go. Uh, <laughs> although, of course, Bart, my other brothers, had completely destroyed it. So all that was left was the uh, was the backdrop, not even the sand crawler. But uh, but you, you're selling short the top part. Yes, I know. I'm missing the foot thing. Go ahead. Send seals with your name and address so we can uh, cancel the rocket-firing Boba Fett and mail you a lesser version that you didn't order. <laughs> so, uh, that was fun. Kind of a random 20-back month. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then as far as uh, like the, the limelight of the month, there's been a lot of limelights, but it, we're getting to this kind of weird area where – because we're going to be focusing on certain figures in a couple of months, you know, like there's a really good stormtrooper, but maybe we'll, we'll wait for that. Um, but Bart, if I were to say the words to you, Denny's Fisher, what, what would you think I was talking about? Hmm. Let's see. It sounds like a new special to goes with the grand slam. It's some type of fish <laughs> breakfast stick. <laughs> That's right. Moon's over my Denny's Fisher. Yeah. Moon's <laughs> over my swordfish. No. <laughs> Uh, let's see. No, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out. Um, weird names can sound like possible productions in other countries. What does he win, Steve? You are. I. You get a first place prize, man. That's. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah. awesome. So, uh, Denny's Fisher were the. Uh, they were the people that uh, distributed. Uh, the large size action figures in England, right? Oh. So Palatoy had the had the license for um, for the Kenner figures, just the small figures. Uh, but the the large size action figures were by this strangely named Denny's Fisher. <laughs> and the reason why I bring this up is there's this weird quinky dink this month. Uh, Steve, do, do you know what the quinky dink is? 
Yeah, it happened to be that uh, two complete sets were limelit in uh, within a matter of was it like a week or yeah, a couple it was days? A matter or... of a week, and then what's the next coincidence? Next coincidence. They both uh, had the same last name, Steve. Oh, that's right. That's right. What? They're yeah, not two... related. And... What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really, two, really strange. Two guys. <laughs> are they? Are they in England? Yeah, they're or... both yep. in England at least. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Da- Darren Bullock and Lee Bullock. Um, Lee Bullock first, uh, who actually was featured on the C5 uh, uh, interview. Um, but he, uh, yeah, so he, he'd been spending years and years and years trying to get a complete set um, of Denny's Fisher figures. And uh, let me see, what does he say? It's taken 10 years and a lot ten, of luck yeah. and tenacity. But I finally <laughs> found these. And then, and then, like, Four days later, uh, another guy <laughs> posted one. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I don't think there's any ill will there, but that is kind of a funny thing. <laughs> like, oh, do you think it's a uh, too much of a steal my thunder kind of thing, or is that? I, I mean, Lee's such a, a mellow guy. Uh, I, I don't I don't think he cares. Um, well, but I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of digging into vocab or maybe collector courtesy or something. It, it, right. Do you get a... Do you need a does a limelight get to roll or do you know somebody some newbie comes up and says I've started my Chewbacca collection and then you just post one link to the museum and say <laughs> bring it on new, 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 newbie booby yeah I, I mean I think if I did start calling people newbie boobies I would get in trouble <laughs> yeah I don't think you'd last too much longer <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean I, I I would say it's not exactly within protocol. But I mean, he's not exactly a newbie. You know, he's he's been around for a while, and and obviously he's he's a serious collector. I don't think he was doing it to be a jerk. No, um, right. uh, it's uh, it's Paul yeah. Paul Bullock, uh, not. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I just yeah, we got Paul and Lee. I know everyone over there's last name is Bullock. I thought that almost everyone over there's first name is Darren. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, but still, I mean, hey, I've never seen a complete set, so I don't mind seeing two in the same week. That's uh, really, really impressive. Yeah. That is cool. I didn't realize that they even split the uh, – I figured, you know, one company owned the rights per the toy line, not not the, uh, you know, big and small of the action figures. So. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Maybe we'll, we'll put that out there. Maybe if one of the Bullocks is listening, they, they can answer us. You know, why – is there any story as to why Palatoy didn't, didn't bite to have the have – well, yeah. And also, I mean, hey uh, – you guys see, you know, if you want to like sell, if you want to like form into one mega bullock and sell your extra chewy, uh, you know, you can always uh, contact me. <laughs> it will, Ka- it will Ka- be a taker, yeah. Capcast at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> although I think bullock is some kind of slang in, in English. So actually, I know it is, but if I if I say what it means, then I'm we we won't be able to go clean. Even though, Steve, <laughs> you, you, you swore in the last Kivecast. I did. I did. I, I broke the rules, so. You broke the rules. Yeah, uh, yeah you're you're officially fired. We're now going to hire uh, uh, Bart B. Payne. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what a Denny's Fisher is, and that's just really exciting news. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was our I'm vintage. Seeing, I'm seeing the uh, photos of um, Lee's post, and – I think this display stand looks a little rickety for hunting for this for <laughs> years and years to just say, here they all are. Please don't fall off the top there. Hold on, Stormy. 
yeah, you're you're right. That is that is pretty. Tenuous I guess the, there. it's just a thin. It's the thin cardboard of the front being open, but still. And what I imagine is he probably once the photos taken, gently yeah. puts them all on their side. Awesome. Uh, well, cool. Any, any other vocab you'd like to know about Bart, or any anything else you want to throw out there, Steve? I think that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. All right, so we've got twenty backs and and Denny's Fisher. All right, well, let's. Uh, what should we do first, Mar- Market Watch or Nugget? Um, Nugget from the archives. <laughs> Tis a Nugget from the archive. Tis a Nugget. From the archive. I was thinking we might have to try to figure out how to how to add a little uh, fast forward on the podcast for our listeners to uh, maintain some control if you ever get off the chain and <laughs> send us into the Franco uh, psyche psycho <laughs> whatever that was going on. I think there was about three or four too many. Uh, although good, it was definitely uh, in depth and off the chain. So. Yeah, a, l- a little too much French philosophy. Well, yep. But if there was a little button, you could jump ahead like three <laughs> and just hear you, you know, finishing your in depth whatever it was. <laughs> well, anyways, let's get back to our nugget. Well, we can uh, we can stop having. Uh, my, my brother insult Focus. me Focus. here. I'll have you know, <laughs> at least one person responded positively to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what we've chosen here is, you know, back in the the old days, you can always tell the old archive uh, entries because they've got that weird like marbled paper background. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know what you call that in the web design world, Bart. What, what do you call that? It's wallpaper. Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. Th- th- thanks for the vocab, Bart. <laughs> uh, background image equals tiled gif okay thank you uh so it's a very funny image and uh I, one of the reasons i like you know searching through the archive is not just to find stuff that i haven't found but there's a lot of really funny things in there too um so this is a uh a uh, 10 c3po 10 <laughs> prototype c3po storage cases so for those of you that don't know, um, uh, Gus Lopez, the, the owner of the Star Wars Ar- the Collector's Archive, you know, he's got this crazy collection with some of the nicest stuff in the world. But I've always found he has this kind of strange love for uh, C-3PO collector cases. H- have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good example of that. Yeah, th- yeah th- 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 this is a good example. So, um, I mean, just with all the things that he has, they seem to be really well preserved and, 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 and presented. So what it is is all of these uh, C-3PO storage cases, but they're not displayed normally. H- how are they displayed? <laughs> we got the Last Supper. Last Supper. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It is. I mean, it's just it's an outstanding. I mean, if there is a nugget, it shines. It's a golden. This is one of the big ones that started the whole the whole rush. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, what's great too is that uh, Da Vinci's actually credited for the photo, along with Justin Greenfield. So. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it's it's got the uh, the gold Vader case in in the middle. I, I suppose being Jesus. Which, <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm not I'm not going to go off the Don't chain, go guys. There. Don't no, go there. No theological discussions here. Uh, <laughs> and then all of the the C3PO cases, and really how I'd suggest it. If you do go here, if you don't know that much about the prototyping process, uh, a lot of really interesting stuff is on here as far as 
like molding plastic and vacuum metalized metallic imagery and uh, test colors and it's uh, a lot of stuff I I didn't particularly know. Yeah, you got the whole gamut as far as what went in went into these cases, and uh, I mean for being what they are, it really is quite complicated. Yeah, and you and it, I think perhaps my favorite will maybe just uh, kind of focus on one. It's the C3PO okay. case clear plastic mold test. So this is cool because it's not gold. Uh, it says here that it was a, a mold test for the Return of the Jedi 3PO case since it's made of hard plastic which would later be required for vacuum metalization. The sculpting on the case differs from the uh, production C-3PO case since there's less detail on the eyes and the top of the head, and there's no copyright date. But it's cool because it's like silver and white and clear, and I yeah. think it, it looks the most like the, the Metropolis robot from Fritz Lang's uh, movie. That's uh, cool. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just great. It's, it's great to see all of them in one place. And uh, it's C-3PO. And uh, as far as these weird sub-themes, so we have the 20-back theme, and I guess we kind of have uh, figure carrying cases, right? Yeah. Because, you know, Bart Bart went to the meeting and got the, the rifle carry case, and uh, then here's a successful carry case. Did, did you guys have one of these? I Actually, I do. Um, I actually, Some of my first vintage figures came in one of these that our babysitter picked up, and... Uh, <laughs> I had to hold my figures together, I had to cut a birthday cake box and tape it to the inside and just jam my <laughs> figures inside. So I actually still have it. Uh, but yeah, I'm always always been fond of that thing. Could you take a picture of your wait wait, so you took a birthday cake box sort of like yeah. keep the figures separate inside? Yeah, see it, the little tabs for holding the figures uh-huh. in, in the different compartments were long gone. So what right. I did, I I took a, one of those pink birthday cake boxes and cut strips out of it and taped them across to to hold my figures in. And uh, if I remember wow. right, I think some of those are still there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll take a picture of that. I've been meaning to do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a real vintage relic. <laughs> but we, we, do ha- we still have one in our, uh, our ancestral home in, uh, in Belmont, Massachusetts. Oh, in the basement somewhere? Yeah, yeah, in the basement. But it doesn't, doesn't have any blue snaggle tooths in it. I, I already checked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think they're going to make a blue snaggle tooth channel giant? Uh, yeah, I would imagine. I, I bet I they would will. Be surprised if they won't. Yeah. Yeah. Or if not, then uh, maybe I'll maybe we'll do that for Celebration Six. All right. Well, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, yeah. So that that that's the nugget. And again, I'm trying to think. We haven't done that much non-figural stuff. So, yeah. um, and with three PO, there's so many things. But there's it's kind of like Chewbacca. There's not that many C three PO things without R two D two kind of tacked on yeah, there as well exactly yeah so i wanted to try and make sure to find something that was really uh really just 3po now bart do we have uh, permission to go into the uh into the, the market watch sounds good one dollar flicks market watch All right. Well, as always, uh, Steve has been in charge of the of the market watch, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. Actually, I just started to look through these, Steve. Looks like you did a pretty good job. I mean, you always do a wonderful job, Steve. But this <laughs> well, month, thank you. <laughs> you seem to do a particularly uh, wonderful job. I, I think well, a second focus might be starting to form. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So See, anyway. I actually, I think of these as almost like a way for me to 
collect but not collect. So yeah, that's I, true. I'm not, I'm not spending any money. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> if I was gonna spend money, I would probably get these. Uh, I don't know. Right. All right. Yeah. So start it off, Steve. Where where okay. are we starting? We typically lead off with uh, a 12 back these days, so I figured I'd, I'd keep that up. But uh, there was a 12 back ungraded 3PO that sold for 250. That was the best offer, and um, it seems like it was in you know middle condition. And uh, but I, I remember I had one that was a little bit rougher than that that I sold. Ended up having to sell cheaper than that, so I thought that was uh, seemed to be right about average, I guess, for a, a mid mid grade 12 back. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no AFA on this one. I, I tried to find as many ungraded stuff as possible, so just to kind of reel back in because it seemed like we had a lot of AFA pieces over the past. So right. Um. Anyway, so twelve back. That's two fifty, and then you move on. Uh, I got an Empire card, which I actually really like this one a lot. This offerless. It's the uh, removable lens three PO. Uh, I think it was a forty eight back. Uh, yeah, forty eight back. Um, Pretty nice shape, and that one sold for 216 So I, I think that huh. seems like with that figure, um, most of those had one of the offers on them, if I remember correctly. So I, I could see the uh, the appeal of having one just clean like that it's, uh, on right. an Empire. Yeah, that, that's, so. that's true, because with, with the Empire, there's so many offers that yeah. sometimes it's really hard to find an offerless figure, and mm-hmm. particularly with 3PO, who started... Uh, you know, the removable limbs started later in the line. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. And, you know, we have to figure uh, out, Steve, are we going to have a special one just on removable limbs? No, I mean, removable limbs is what we're doing for 3PO, right? Because it's the same it's as true. short number, right? Yeah, I think it is. And the other thing I, I kind of had a struggle with was trying to do droid stuff. I decided to, to pass just because there was so much other good stuff related to the regular figure. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think droids, we may integrate later, you know, yeah, here and yeah. there. But yeah, I would say that the removable limb... Uh, you know what? I don't like the... Do you guys like the removable limb, 3PO? It was the only one I had, so I, I'm i I'm cool with it, but uh, I, I don't know. That's me. <laughs> I, th- I think I like it. I like it. Yeah? All right, maybe it's, it's got, just It's me. more features, right? <laughs> it's got more features. It's more features, but it's also just... One more thing he does, you're going to lose. He falls apart easily, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a little splayed-looking, it's true, I think, but I, I still like him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like how on the card back, it's basically Chewie's card back, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, to Jedi now, and this one I chose because it was Canadian. I figured we need to get a little bit of Canada in every episode. Yeah. And, uh, Good job, Especially man. after the Bruins beat the Canucks. I, I see. I was waiting, waiting <laughs> to bring that up, but... Uh, Congratulations, anyway. Uh, it, was, it was good times. But, yeah, it uh, so this one, it was a Return of the Jedi, C-3PO, Movable Limbs, 77 back, Canadian, uh, sold for 62 bucks. So I thought that was uh, not too bad for a Canadian figure. Yeah, again, I man, it's just, I guess I'm crazy, but that seems, lo- that seems low to me. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a, I mean, okay, it's 3PO, but it's still a major character and looks like it's in really good condition. And Yeah, yeah, I looked through it, it seemed like a, there's, you know, minor things, but nothing nothing significant wrong with it, so. No surprises. But I think yet. it's a good deal. Yeah, um, it is. I, you know, we have a lot of Canadian listeners. I, I know Scott Bradley's out there. Uh, I am curious about why there's so many high-quality uh, 77 backs out there, Canadian, because, yeah. I mean, I, I have a Wicked and a Chewy, and, I mean, they're just like dead mint. I think but, that wicket you got from me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it from you at, at one of the meetings. Um, yeah, I was actually looking at it the other day while I was setting up the museum. I'm like, <laughs> why did I buy this figure? 
But also, well, you know, uh, you may have to reel me in, but what's nice <laughs> uh, is the, the now with the backpack is bilingual on the Canadian version. True. Which is nice because it's, you know, often the text is hardly ever different in Canada after uh, Star Wars. So it's nice to have this extra uh, amount of Frenchness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is also like one of my favorite texts of all time is the, the German uh, removable <laughs> limbs. Because it's like, jetzt, mich backt, backt. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed I didn't find one of those now. <laughs> yeah, those, those those don't come up for sale very often, though. The yeah. the, uh, the the German C-3PO's. But. Yeah. So now, so we want something that was kind of low. Uh, now we're going to something a little high. I uh, there was a loose 3PO, um, not U graded or anything, just just straight loose figure that sold for thirty eight fifty. And uh, I kind of like to think of it as uh, the end of the movie condition C-3PO. You know, he's always just like spotless and shining at the end of every <laughs> Star Wars movie. This kind of seems like it has that kind of premium attached to it. So that one sold for 38 but uh, I, I, it was kind of a shocker. Yeah, 38 for a loose... Loose 3PO. Just a uh, standard. I mean, unless there's something I'm completely missing, I, it didn't seem like it. But uh, yeah, I mean, man, I just... Yeah. Blew my mind. Huh. Uh, um, let's see. Moving on down. Since we were talking about the 12-inch fi- uh, figures, this isn't a Denny's Fisher, but uh, in that same vein, this is a boxed 12-inch 3PO that sold for 105 which uh, it had been opened, but seems like it's in decent shape. Uh, uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, so this is actually kind of going back to what we were talking about with the Nugget. Um, since the 3PO carry case is kind of one of my favorite... 3PO items, I found one that was still in the wrapper. It's stored in a barn. Kind of a classic story. Um, <laughs> sold then, for $33.99. And then my uncle called me and he had all these Star Wars toys. Well, Wait. see, I think I'd rather have the C-3PO in the barn than... My uncle always told me that Van Halen actually lived in his barn for a summer <laughs> as they were on tour. So I think just about any barn story is better than that. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow, man! Your uncle, anyway, your uncle's a jerk. That's uh, great. You you have no idea. That, that's, that could take a whole podcast of its own. Just call it Keith's story. But uh, Keith's story. Anyway, yeah. Let's go back to this because no, 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 no. Let's keep moving. Oh, come on, but our audience loves Steve. They hate me, but they love Steve. All right, I'll tell you what, audience. If you want to know more about Van Halen living in Uncle Keith's barn, you just email us, kivecast at gmail.com. Yeah, I think someday want... I kind of want to make a movie just called Keith's Story and kind of do it like Big Fish style because you would nice. – oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, moving on to something else that's kind of bizarre. Whoa, 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 um, let's go back to that though. So so for 34 oh, bucks, you can yeah, 34 get bucks, a mint original wrapping wrap. – uh, you know, carry case. I mean, I think uh, whenever we're talking about vintage, uh, it kind of goes back to the the email we got a, a couple months ago about oh, it's too expensive, and should I get repros? I mean, thirty four dollars <laughs> for a really nice looking item. I mean, that's the thing yeah. about about the vintage case. It's you know the three PO case. It's a, it's like a bust. It's like a sculpture. I mean, even if you don't you know collect uh, vintage exclusively this is the kind of item i think you could have in your collection just kind of integrated in and uh and it's 
hardly expensive at all, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. So now going on to another interesting one. They, they, these are premiums from Argentina, and they're dated 1979 in the auction. And I looked them up on the archive, and they they did indeed some version of these came out in 1979. They were chocolate premiums from Jack, and uh, these ones they they actually kind of look like funky Christmas ornaments. Wait, wait, who's who's Jack? What are you talking about? Jack Chocolate, the uh, that's the uh, the chocolate company. I, I'm not too familiar with it, but uh, all right. So, well, yeah. I, I'm I'm just pretending to be the audience, Steve. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so see, it says here that Jack is the most popular chocolate in Argentina since 1962. Since yeah. 1962. So these yeah. came. They aren't made out of chocolate. No, no, no. They're not made out of chocolate. They were. I think. There was some kind of metal, I believe, or maybe they're plastic. I'm not. Oh yeah, plastic. So they uh, came with the chocolate. I'm not sure how they were packaged exactly, but uh, they had a. There's a really cool image of a little advertisement. It has all these other figures from other. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll like put that up in the in the show notes. Yeah, but uh, these it came with a, a pair, of course. It's an R2 and 3PO, but um, there was actually a thread on Rebel Scum asking about these and. Uh, yeah, I mean, they these ones look much nicer than the ones in the archives, so it almost leads me to believe they're a, a newer version, but I am I really don't know. But uh, I thought they were cool, nonetheless. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're... And uh, we'll put a picture of it. They're very brightly... You're, you're right, they're like ornaments. Actually, the R2-D2, the red looks kind of like he's been shot in the dome. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, it does. And uh, 3 looks like he's been shot in the gut. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe even, like, had his knees glued back together. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, yeah. But looking at this adver- advertisement, first of all, it has kind of a Kenner look. It says Nue- it does, yeah. Nueva colección, Sententa uh, Nueve. There you uh, go. <laughs> right, Sententa? Yeah. Uh, so it's the new collection yeah. for 79. It's got the yellow background. It's got a lineup of all the figures you could possibly get. I mm-hmm. like Superman with a with an accent uh, over the U. And then yeah. you got Arturito. And then C-3PO is named... Arturito. Oh, man. Is named man. Robot. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Arturito you know and Robot. It's like, I uh, guess, the, the, the copyright guys, they got spooked. I think so, yeah. Because right next so, yeah. to it, they have Wonder Woman, but she's just called Muhair. But, and uh, and see, this is how you get in trouble as a collector. I'm like, man, i got to start collecting Jack. <laughs> They've got Sancho Panza and Don Quixote and... Yeah. Uh, Zorro. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, yep. that's, that's great, Steve. I've never heard of Jack... Candy premium, but yeah, uh, these are these are quite cool. So for bootleg collectors or three PO collectors, uh, I, I'd say for I think they was, I, I forgot to put the price on these. These are twenty five bucks. Yeah, twenty five so, bucks for both of them for the pair. And I think uh, it was Mike Ritter commented that that, that seems about the ballpark uh, for these. So yeah, it's a good deal. If wow, something well, I, comp- I, uh, I may wind up having to try and find that. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't collect yeah. either of the, any of those things, but that's just, that's just yeah. great. Wow! Yeah, I think I'd actually, if I got them, I'd somehow try and turn them into a, a Christmas tree ornament somehow. That'd be kind of fun. I think I'd just so. put them in a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so we got another food, a couple more food items. These are the funnest ones. Honestly. This is getting me hungry. <laughs> I think Bart needs a uh, a fun meal from Burger Chef. This is uh, from 1978, um, unfolded uh, fun meal, which lets you turn... Uh, the box into a C-3PO droid puppet. It's got this really... I I love that it has so much black on the box. It actually looks like something that 
Kenner would produce. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you'd make a little 3PO out of your uh, phone meal box. And that right, sold. so it, actually, it's it like didn't a, sell. It's a paper, a paper yeah. puppet, right? Paper puppet, uh-huh. Paper, paper puppet. It's a paper puppet, paper. Uh, uh, sorry, I just... What was that it's movie okay. I just saw where they... Oh, I just saw Mr. Popper's Penguins, and they just oh, kept on saying boy. pee over there and over go. again. <laughs> That's a, a peril of having children. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they have the... I mean, boy, I'd like to try and set one of these up. This should maybe be in another video for us It could make. be, yeah, uh, yeah. Setting up a, a Burger Chef fun mill. That, that's something we should do at C6, Steve. We should have like a listener party where we get all kinds of vintage stuff and like put it together. Like that would be nice. Like yeah. cut out masks from the back of C3PO's. And <laughs> uh, so we're, we're taking donations now. If you want to have fun at the party, <laughs> if there's like you want to buy one of these fun chef meals and cut them out and set them up. We'll have the video and we'll bring vintage to life, right? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, be- you can get one of these. There's still three available, and they're 19.99 each. So. Damn, 19.99 each. We'll have to have that for our party. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? We could contact, uh, uh, you know, guys like Christian Gullius and Gus and all that, and get them to uh, to bring their really fancy, unproduced things, and you know, like do the wind up doll and have it walk once. You know, have a <laughs> have a rocket firing fet go. You know, yeah. I think uh, we we should uh, maybe try to mold something. Hey, that's mold a good it. idea. Yeah, yeah. We should try and get some some micro dude to to volunteer uh, giving us his his micro molds. <laughs> no one has to give it to you, but you know, depending on what it is, if it's not you know, if it's metal, it probably wouldn't. Yeah, you know. yeah. But you 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 have that prototype thing already, right, Sky? Yeah, you could yeah. Try that. Yeah. It's not vintage enough, but whatever. Yeah. An old party. I like it. It's, it's coming together, space freaks. Yes. We're going to have a good party. I think the last thing the party needs is a cake in the shape of C-3PO, which is the last item here. <laughs> it's uh, from Wilton, I think from 83. And, the uh, the this same one people sold who made the, the armless the birthday, Yeah, candle. the candle, the Chewbacca candle. So, um, yeah, for 25 bucks, you could bake a C-3PO cake and... Uh, What's what's cool with this is it doesn't have the original insert, but it has a photocopy of it. And the first thing I noticed is that the cake says "Happy Birthday, George," and I, I just thought how how interesting it would be George of all of all names yeah. <laughs> to be for C three PO to saying Happy Birthday. But uh, yeah, actually, I found a few of these. There were a few that were all selling, so it's, it's uh, apparently something that's uh, sought after. I've never seen it before, but. Uh, all right, awesome. Now, it's not going to be too polyvocal today, um, but we did want to try and keep up with the boots. Um, so I think I'm going to call this section uh, the brick through Joe's window. So uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Y, uh, Joe Iglesias, has been gracious enough to send these pictures of uh, individual characters um, taken from his bootleg collection and just all put together. Uh, he did it for Chewbacca last month, but uh, as you guys all know, we had enough material for last month. So I said, well, why don't we do two at a time? So uh, he took a picture of C-3PO. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to kind of ask him some questions about both of those uh, in an interview that uh, I'm going to record uh, later this week. So you, you guys want to hear it in the future? Absolutely. Sounds good. Everyone pick up a brick and throw it through Joe's window. It's bootleg time on the Kivecast. 
Hello. Hey, Joe. It's Sky from the Kivecast. Hi, Sky. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. With Joe, I think we're going to call the segment uh, A Brick Through Joe's Window. Do you like the sound of that, or is that too violent? Too violent? Have you met me? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, in, in honor of the uh, Usual Suspects song that we use uh, as, the, as the intro and the outro. So uh, why don't we go with the, the good one first, Joe? Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the about the Chewy boots. Okay, uh, I believe I sent you uh, three different uh, shots of chew, Chewy bootlegs there. Yeah, and it seems as though you have a couple masks. Is that, is that a, a plastic mask? So there's there's another mask. Who yep, seems... that's um that's from Hungary. Okay, he seems to have a pretty heavy black unibrow and and wearing... lipstick. And lipstick. Yeah, he's kind of like the. Uh... The, it puts the lotion in the basket, Chewy. I mean, that's a really... It uh, <laughs> lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's so that, that so he, can be, he can be uh, the drag queen and precious all at once because he's furry. So. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, try, try and keep it at family. But, yeah, that's that's great. I are those really rare? I've never seen one of those. Um, those come up pretty often, actually. There uh, are a couple of sellers out of Hungary that come up with them pretty often. They're reasonably cheap, too. They uh, can be found for the 20 to $30 range, depending on... Uh, condition and you know, what the market's looking like at that point in time. And do they usually have the red lipstick? Oh, yes. Yeah, all the ones I've seen have. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to, to pay more attention here because uh, I've never seen one of those. And then the thing that I covet the most, I think in your whole collection, Joe, is your is your carded Star Raiders. So that's... Uh, uh, that's just bow. A, that's what does it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, how, how can you possibly explain this to someone who hasn't seen it? So that... That came out from the the Tomlin Company, right, in England? Yes, indeed. Yeah, Tomlin and, uh, came up with Actually, they're an American company, but... Okay, but the toys were released in England? Is that the story? Uh, they were released in England and America. They were uh, available at Five and Dime stores in America. I believe they were available in the United Kingdom. Okay. Most of mine have a U.S. store uh, price tags on them. Really? But uh, it's, it's Chewy, and he's wearing a, a brown cloak, and then uh, yellow spandex pants... And then like a little yellow bow tie right right around his neck. He's got kind of like a Chippendales thing going. But yeah, that, that, is, that, is that even AFA? Um, well, I bought that um, particular piece as well as almost a dozen other carded Star Raiders pieces at the FX show in Florida years ago. Okay. And this is um, actually before Tom had any involvement with AFA, so that's how long ago it was. Wow. Um, they were doing a $10 per figure show special. Wow. So I figured, okay, I don't really care about the grade, but... This is an odd-sized piece. It would cost more than that to get an acrylic case made for it, and plus, this way I give it to them. I don't have to carry it home with the rest of the junk I've bought at this convention. Right. So I gave it to uh, the folks that were running AFA at that point, gave them my money and my address, and a couple weeks later, my figures arrived, all nice and cased. I've actually pulled the uh, stickers, the outside stickers off of the AFA cases and uh, cleaned off the adhesive just so they look a little bit better, and you can only see the uh, piece that's in. The only thing that's still even mentions AFA as a piece inside. Wow. At that point, they were still doing outside, like, stickering and stuff. Right. $10 a piece. Yeah, there's I couldn't complain. <laughs> I bet, bet there's a lot of listeners now who would, uh, who would not mind going back to those days. Well, those uh, when they were still in the single-tier system, so they probably wouldn't be too happy because it wouldn't have a 90-90-90-90, you know. Right, right. Just, to, a, just a straight 90. Over. The, the Uze run you have. But, yeah, so what, what you have here is – so this is both versions of – Chewbacca, which is the the Monkey Man, right? Which is the Niamam yep. Adam and the Aslan Adam, which and is the Lion Man, right? The Lion Man and the Lion Man uh, is the more well known one. So it's got a Chewbacca standing on a planet with a bunch of crushed up graham crackers standing next to a gourd. 
And then the other one is not as well known, but much more rare. Uh, what, now that's there's what two of those known? Is that correct? Um, there's now we're up to about five, and there was actually a card back with bubbles still attached on eBay uh, only a few months ago that uh, sold relatively cheap. What, what did it sell for? It was under five hundred dollars, which is yeah. amazing for that piece. Yeah, because I won't even say it was under three hundred. I could, I I'll have to look, I'll have to look back. So I do have that auction saved. Because I was uh, bidding on the uh, there was a stormtrooper card back with bubble that actually went higher wow. than Chewy, and that's ridiculous because the stormtrooper at one point in time was probably the most common card use out there next to the Gord uh, Chewbacca. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, because I, I remember a couple of years ago I, I was offered one and I was told it was only one of two. But no, there uh, are definitely more than that out there. I have some hope in the future. I, I mean, I think I was offered it for. Three grand or something like that when it was offered to me, I was just—that's actually a very reasonable price for it. Yeah, no, it seemed it seemed reasonable. It seemed like it was what it was worth, but it wasn't what I was able to pay. <laughs> but uh, and then and then underneath that is the molds, and I, I mean I don't know if if you even posted on your thread. What, what's the story with these molds? How, how did you get them, and what what are they doing? And um, well, how I got them, uh, there was a person in Turkey that had gotten a hold of someone that had worked at SP Products. Um, they were able to get the molds. There was a little bit of a struggle back and forth between Tom Derby and another dealer at the time as to who was going to get them. And Tom ended up with them. I worked out my yeah, I worked out a deal with Tom and a payment plan that lasted far longer than I wished, wanted it to last. But <laughs> right. <laughs> mostly because I wanted to have them in my, in my possession. Right. And I at first got all but three of the uh, figure molds. In fact, the Chewbacca was one of the three I did not get at first. Right. Um, Lisa and Vic had purchased those because I, you know, Tom didn't want me being that far into debt with him. So he, <laughs> you know, kind of was like, well, you're getting the ones you care about and a couple others, let's, you know, let me move a couple other things out, which was totally fair and not a problem. And Lisa and Vic decided they didn't want them sh- shipped to them and they were kind enough to sell them to me at their cost. And, and then, as far as the stuff I had never really seen before, looking at your, your display of loose bootlegs... So one thing I've always liked about about Polish bootlegs in general is the the colorful bags. You know, at one point I was trying to go for the whole rainbow of Polish bags. Um, I think I stopped at about half the rainbow because it just yeah, it's a little, I, it's a little difficult. Yeah, it was, it was a little difficult, and it was like I was getting repeats, and yeah. But uh, it seems though you have most of them there. I haven't really. So, what's the story with the poker cape? Because not all the people, have, I think I've, we've talked about them before, but there are certain Chewbacca bootlegs um, and a couple other characters that have a, a a weird plastic cape with a number and it says their their character name. The poker cape um, pieces came up. Oh, was it maybe like six or seven years ago? They'd never really been seen before. Someone found a box of stuff in a store, like a store stock bin. They were all the same couple of figures, and they all had the capes. And um, they, you know, turned out to be legit. I believe that someone took the regular Polish bootleg figures and made bootlegs of them. Really? That's at least the story that I understand. They printed up these capes that went with them, and they were sold in stores. Yeah, because they do seem smaller than the normal Polish bootlegs. Yep, they are a little smaller, which I've found that in a lot of figures. There are other ones that are quite a bit smaller. I've got a couple of Lukes that are, like, Easily about three quarters of an inch shorter than the regular ones. Huh. Oh, so it's it's kind of like continual degeneration. Do, do you do we have any idea of the the years that that would have been made? The poker capes. I would imagine late eighties. Right. Whereas the other ones are you know 
more mid eighties. I'd imagine I'd be late eighties if that one was um made, so and they're you know they're out there, they're not too not too hard to find if you're looking for them. Right. And the, but but the one I've never seen before is the is the black caped Chewie. I mean that's that thing's got to be fake, right? I mean look at that thing. It's it's like a it's like he's got black fur, a red mouth, a blue bag, and like a cool Darth Vader cape. What, what's the story behind that? Um, that's exactly the way that I acquired it. Um, it was back when me and uh, John Oliver were partnering in on buying up you know big collections out of Poland. Uh huh. And that was in one of the lots that we acquired, and it was exactly as it sits today. Wow. I don't know if it actually was on there when the figure was made or sold in the stores, or if some kid decided that Chewie looked better in a cape rather than Vader, but <laughs> that's, that's the way I acquired it, and that's the way it stayed. Well, that's what's great about bootlegs. There, there's so much, you know, wiggle room. We'll, we'll just say that there's absolutely no doubt that was the, the Vader variant, because he really is terrifying. I mean, it makes you think, you know, if they just painted his fur black, he could have been, he could have been in the Empire. But uh, and then you really got these crazy colors. So then you have uh, this sort of single molded plastic. I assume these are, are modern. So this is the the. There's a whole row of what appear to be um, non-articulated vintage mold Chewbacca. Oh, those are uh, Mexican static figures. Okay. Um, those are actually vintage. Okay. The majority of those came from the last time I was in Mexico City. Um, a couple of them came from. Other deals in eBay and things of that nature. I'd say the bulk of those came from um, my last Mexico trip around 2004. It seems as though there's a lot less 3PO than R2, hey? Yeah, for some you know, strange reason. You'd figure with a robot character, they'd be able to mask it well enough to, for there to be a lot of stuff. I'm sure there's quite a few um, 3PO bootlegs that I don't own. I, you know, Unfortunately, do not own every bootleg uh, that exists. I'm I'm working on it, but <laughs> I mean, still, just based on what you have, there's still a ton here. Um, I was just surprised because compared to the the R2, but I guess it makes sense because R2 is a little more lovable, and 3PO is uh, maybe harder to make a facsimile of. You know, you can't just do a trash can and, and paint it. But uh, looking at sort of the, the the main image, the first thing that, that really draws my mind is the is the big plush ones. What, what are the stories behind those? So wait, um, I, well let, let me describe them to the to the audience here. So they're like about maybe two feet tall. They're actually four different sizes. Okay, four different sizes. The shortest looks like it's maybe one and a half feet. The biggest maybe four feet. Yep, that's and, all right. And they have kind of like a, a black lightning logo on red in the on the middle of the stomach. And then what appears to be like some kind of power meter, and then a big red button, and a kind of a C-3PO-ish face with a blue nose. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty great. They were actually made from a company in New Jersey, but they were, um, they were actually made as like cheap carnival prizes. Oh, awesome. So you could just throw, the, throw a ball and, and knock over a milk jug and, I guess, win one of those. Yeah, if you were lucky enough. Yeah. <laughs> And so those are just, you just pick them up over the years. You don't know how many. I mean, I guess there could be, it's just funny that they're all different sizes, but they're all basically the same design. Well, one of them I actually got in a trade with Bill Cable when there were fewer of them known. Right. And recently I came across a gentleman who has, um, who I got the other three different sizes from, who has a couple of them uh, left over. In fact, I'm going to be getting a couple of them uh, for Bill uh, next time I uh, do a deal with this guy. Oh, cool. Again, you have both versions of the Uze. Um, 
and you know, so there's a, a the regular. What's the, the easier to find C3PO is the one with R5D4 behind him. Is that correct? There, for a while, that was believed to be so, but I think they're reasonably even numbers from what I've uh, counted. Okay. Just out of what I've noticed, changing hands. Right, and that's my favorite thing is they just call him C3P. That's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. And then it seems as though there's not that... Uh, I mean, definitely compared to Chewie, it seems like there's less 3PO's, again, uh, as far as the loose versions go. It, it's what, what struck me was that there's a couple that are actually vacuum-metalized. And uh, is that correct? Am I seeing correct? That there are no, two... you are seeing correct. They are... Uh, those are from the Mex SA set, the Mex- Mexican semi-articulated uh, line. And they are, in fact, uh, metal vac Wow, I mean, it's just in in general with uh, with the bootlegs, you wouldn't think they would, they would go to that effort. They're very badly metal fact. Right, there's chips, <laughs> chips everywhere. So then, so what 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 we're looking at here? It seems as though there's a, a fair number of black three POs, which again, that's one thing bootlegs really got right. Is you know why not just have a have a guy in black or 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 in gray or um, are, are those Polish? I assume. Um, if they're on the first tray, they're actually Mexican rubber pieces, which if you didn't know better, look very similar to the Polish pieces. Huh. I, I think, yeah, there was, you know, definitely two two minds thinking alike. Right. But they came from Mexico, and there's no reason to believe they're Polish pieces that somehow migrated to Mexico. Right. So, and a couple of them actually have articulated arms. Huh. And then the, and the, the same thing with the translucent, because that's the one that really kind of haunts um, me. That one's actually static. That whole row there that starts with the pink and ends with the translucent... Okay. They're all static, so that, and they're completely immovable. Right. Well, cool. Well, I mean, I think uh, that's that's a pretty good pretty good brick through the window. Is there any pieces that I didn't talk about that you're hoping I talk about from either Chewie or 3PO? Um, well, let's see. As far as the 3PO, uh, there's a, the 12-inch uh, Mexican piece, the bag that's in between those. Oh, yeah. You know what? That Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So that's like a 12-inch. Uh, like uh, yeah, 12-inch scale, uh, I guess, to go along with the Letty dolls that they never made a C-3PO of. Okay. And, and it says La Guerra de las Ga- Galaxias. Yeah, that's a more recent rebagging of that piece, I believe. Okay. Um, the one on the second shelf down is definitely vintage. And I, I'm, I'm. There was a, kind of a, uh, a surge in availability on that piece for years. It was an incredibly rare piece. Right. Then about five years ago, a bunch of them popped up all at once. Oh, that's never good. And it, it's you know led me to believe either there was a case find of them or someone was being sneaky. Right. I'm hoping it was a case find. You know, I purchased one of them. I got, I paid quite a bit for the one on the second shelf that I know is, you know, definitely vintage. Right. But the one on the other shelf I was a little leery of, so I, I kept my bids low. So that's great. So then so Lily Lady made a whole set of 12-inch figures, and presumably because they didn't make a 3PO, someone just bootlegged it. Someone decided to make their own. Wow, it's great too. It's got uh, it's got green eyes, the green belly button. It's got kind of like a, a, a matted uh, look to it. I believe that they bootlegged it from a model kit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it looks a little bit like uh, like a model. Huh. And it's completely unarticulated, I assume. No, it's fully articulated. Really? Yeah. In fact, even the uh, knee joints uh, bend can bend outward, like the feet can go outward a little bit. That's Pick one of my, that's one of my favorite pieces. So. Yeah. Alright, anything else that you wanted to mention out of these? What's up with the Chewie wearing the Admiral suit? Um, that that, that is, looks pretty modern, but what is yep, it? Yep, it's a modern piece. It was, um, there was this, um, they, were, they were mostly found in South America, 
there's little two packs of figures, and I believe it's a Starfighter on the uh, card. Okay. And I also have that carded uh, as well. I want to say, I'm trying to figure out, remember who it came with. But yeah, it's a two pack of figures, and it's just a really probably one of the most bizarre Chewies I've got. Yeah, so it's it's Chewbacca, and he's wearing Chewbacca. It, in general's outfit, like yeah, he's, yeah, he's in a general outfit. I mean, he, he really looks like a like a like Commandante Chewbacca. I mean, he looks like a South American dictator. He's got like a blue power suit, and he's got the bandolier strap, but it's like actually like a sash. And he's got epaulets on his shoulders. And he looks like he has a flat top. Yeah, it's, how, a, it's a very strange shoe, but it's definitely a Chewie. How hard are those to find? Um, pretty tough. Yeah. I just recently, thanks to Gonzalo, finished my set of them carded. Like wow. within the past within the past year, or so and I've been searching for quite a while for them. Well, ah, I knew it was a bad idea talking to you, Joe. Got more and I'm more. I'm sorry, Sky. <laughs> Am I hurting your wallet right now? You, yeah, well, you're hurting my imaginary wallet. <laughs> so, uh, we just got a new house, and you know how it is. It's just uh, everything in the world we could possibly have to buy, we have to buy. So, yeah. Oh, and, and next month, Joe, it's going to be Darth Vader. So, oh, that's, uh, you're, oh my God! You're gonna have such a huge amount of stuff. I know. I, I was figuring. I, I might as well tell you now, so you get get time. I was. I'm gonna hopefully get in touch with Bill McBride. And what I'm curious is, uh, if you could somehow, if it wouldn't be too much work, to make a list of all the countries represented, both vintage and modern, of your Vader bootlegs. Okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask Bill the same thing with his production stuff, and I I wonder. You know, it may be that, you know. A, I wonder, like, what percentage of the Earth has made a Darth Vader product? Um, so I think that that could be a, a fun way to approach just the, the sheer mass of Darth Vader bootlegs that are out there. Awesome, Joe. Well, then we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk to you uh, next month. Excellent, Scott. Thank you very much for having me, man. All right, thank you. So let's get into our, our feedback. Um, All right. Now, the the first bit of feedback I wanted to address uh, actually did have to do with length. Uh, that that was a comment from, from Bill Cable. It was the, you know, I, I just finished putting the whole episode together, and I was, I was pretty much, you know, it's the most proud I've ever been of any episode. And I was really excited for all the accolades, and everyone's saying, oh, this is the best, this is the greatest. And then the you know the second comment. Anyone else find the length of the Kitecast intimidating? It was like I was like a <laughs> balloon getting deflated. I couldn't More, imagine yeah. listening to a two-hour broadcast. But if we're broken into ten or fifteen-minute topic chunks, anyways. Uh, <clears throat> but so much for raw. Yeah, so much for raw. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, uh, but what I realized was that the the problem is there's vintage fans and there's podcast listeners. And there are some vintage fans who are podcast listeners, but if you're not a podcast listener, I could see how that's a problem, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's like a different way of listening to things, you know, like I, as I say often, I basically spend all day, every day listening to podcasts. Um, but, uh, just because it's so portable, you can move around and I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's all about being able to kind of move around and do things while you're listening to it. I think a couple of listeners kind of had the idea of working on a project or doing this or that, or, or, or as you put it, mowing the lawn while listening to the podcast. It's all, I think as long as you kind of space it out, I do that when I listen to it. Uh, when I first give it a listen, I, I don't, I think it's the best way to do it, honestly. Right. So, um, so I think that that was sort of the, the, the reasoning behind, uh, 
behind that sort of divide where people said, yeah, it's too long. And I understand that is too long. If you're not used to listening to people talk uh, for hours uh, at a time, then you wouldn't be used to hearing us talk. <laughs> but anyways, there's enough people to say, uh, to say, hey, man, leave them alone. Sky and Steve are cool. <laughs> I didn't really say that, but no. Um, so anyways, we're, that's how we're, you that's how you translated it into your head. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've got such low self esteem. I translated the first thing as Sky is a complete loser, and I hate him. So you know, I didn't the second one to take that one too far. Um, but yeah. So it, in general, I thought it was uh, was was really good feedback. Just pretty uh, pretty standard. You know, good. Keep it going. Um, no, no real crazy, uh, Jared, um, uh, <laughs> no, no, not, not this time, but I think, uh, I think he may be working on something, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. He, but, he may, uh, yeah. But, but the, see, I, I liked one that was kind of a, a good little fan interpretation of, the the, uh, getting Chewie his medal with a stick. And I thought this was appropriate for being Stanley cup season that, uh, Leia had a, a hockey stick that she would use to, uh, Adorn Chewie with his his uh, medal. That was from Ollie over in France. Yeah, yeah, from from Calvados. Um, yeah, that that was definitely a a funny image. Um, and France is uh, is is not really that well known uh, for hockey. So that was, uh, of course, France Canada is. But um, but yeah, I like I like how he uh, he, he translated it as wamper wamper in in French. It's pretty funny. As um, they say. But uh, but Beanie from Massachusetts, did you see this, Steve? I did. Um, this is man, that is awesome. He actually brought the B-wing pilot and skiff guard disguise to life in 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 a, a figural form. So yep. he he kit bashed it together. So yeah. even though Jared, it's it's been a little while since he's we haven't really given him anything to do. Well, I was kind of hoping for a. Uh, a, a, a sort of a Jesse Owens Chewbacca, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe we could have C three PO in a clan hood. No, that's too. That's going too far. Yeah. So that this appears to be a custom Kivecast figure. Yep. Of, and uh, I think he actually may have a different one in the works. The uh, the three PO and Battle Poncho also. Oh wow! So, yeah. <laughs> wow, this it's is excellent. A, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, so that was that was good, and not not too many comments on the on the book. I do think perhaps maybe the, as as Bill put it, I do believe maybe the length did intimidate some listeners. But uh, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, and we'll be all right. What are you gonna do, Bart? Not prattle on for forty five minutes about French philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the the takeaway is that you know it's it was Chewbacca. It was you know you can't. If you have a depth and a knowledge base that you want to put out there and you're talking about the information, yeah, it's going to get long. You know, people don't have to listen to all of it. Yeah. You know, pick and choose a little bit if you want. But it is, I mean, a good a good podcast is something that can get you, like you said, from one place to another. So Right. Or in that case, some place to another and then back. But, uh, yeah. And I uh, got a lot of responses about the, the Wampa pin. Um Inclu- oh, good. Including from someone named Kelly. Now, I'm not going to get too excited because there's a lot of men named Kelly, and, and having an androgynous name myself, I, I don't want to assume that, <laughs> that that's a woman um, because I'm usually assumed to be a woman. But it is entirely possible that uh, that we have that we have a, a a female listener. So, sucking you your, suck your gut, boys. <laughs> um, 
That's a big assumption, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big assumption. Uh, and, th- and then we got a pretty good question. I thought maybe uh, maybe we could uh, we could answer this. Sure. Um, so someone said, since he's coming up sooner or later, I thought I'd pose a question about the Death Squad commander. Perhaps something for Market Watch. Are Empire cards with that name more rare or sought after? So, hmm. uh, so the Death Squad commander uh, eventually changed. Um, to uh, death, uh, death star, star de- or star destroyer commander, right? right? Star destroyer commander, yeah. <laughs> Vintage expert, yes. Uh, so he <laughs> changed from death squad commander to star destroyer commander, uh, and that was right after the twenty one backs. And he said, <laughs> "Is it that more rare sought after?" Uh, I would say yes. It is more rare. It is more sought after. I don't think there's that high of a premium. Um, but I have been putting together a 21 back run uh, for Empire cards, and that's eluded me for a couple years. You know, I mean, I've seen it, but usually a little bit overpriced. Um, mm. And then he asked more if there are, are international versions of the figure with more or less scary names. And and for that, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to. I, I don't want to spoil that because when we do get to it, uh, you know, I, I'm of course going to prattle on about language for about 45 minutes. Anyways, it, it is true. It's great. Just Death Squad Commander. I mean, that's the most terrifying name. And then you actually see the guy, and he's just a dude with a goofy hat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the leader of your Death Squad. Uh, I guess one more thing: the, the Facebook thing seems to be going all right. We're oh yeah, how, how many people like uh-huh. us? 102, so we we, nice. we hit the hit the century mark. That's good. That's, uh, awesome. Yeah. That's Shoot. great. Everybody listened in that was uh, not unaccounted for, right? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, yeah, so if you still haven't liked us yet, I know I haven't liked us yet. So I know I I, it's, I have you as a site administrator, and you haven't even liked it yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I have yet to see it. All oh. oh, right. So why don't you be better than the hosts of the show and go like us already? Jeez. <laughs> hey, should, should we have a Twitter uh, account? I'm going to just say no. Oh, man. No. 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 All right. I'll take <laughs> a thousand that. times no. I'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> yep. Take that as our next feature. Our next feature. Well, great. Well, this has uh, hopefully been a little bit of a, of a shorter episode. Um I would like to say that next month is kind of a big deal. Guys, it is. Do you guys know who comes next on the uh, on the on the vintage uh, on the vintage train? May have to re uh, reintroduce Father's Day because it's uh, it's Vader. That's it's right, the big guy, the big guy. So uh, hopefully we'll be getting some interviews for that. Now that I have a little bit more time, uh, now that we're moved and everything's over. Um, there certainly are enough Vader collectors to go around to interview. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the mega interview again because uh, that got took so much time. I was, I mean, it, it, putting all this, it was totally worth it, but it took a lot of time. So awesome. Um, well, Bart, I know the one thing you really want to know uh, <laughs> is the, the the status of our fantasy baseball teams. I was thinking, <laughs> I've definitely heard that uh, you've been doing well, but where are we? Where are we? Well, uh, I somehow have managed to get back into first place. Uh, I was out of first place for a while, but uh, I, I am the owner of Albert Pujols, who uh, just, Ooh, got injured. just got injured. So bummer, bummer. that's pretty much the end of my season. Um, I, I look forward to watching myself tumble down all the way into the basement. 
Um, hey, no, you, you you won't have to worry about that. I'll I'll block it for you. But uh, Steve's making some some power moves. Though. I see. It's a bummer. I, I was in third to last place this morning, and looking at it now, I'm back to second to last. But, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, hey, what can you do? What, what, what can you do? Uh, yeah. yeah. So awesome! Uh, well, I, I, looking forward to uh, to Vader. Please give us a uh, an email, kivecast at gmail dot com. Again, uh, we will. If you want to send in uh, uh, your address to send out uh, pins, uh, we'll send those out probably within the next couple months. Um, hmm. I'm just being realistic here, right, guys? Right. If there was an extension uh, offer sticker, just put that on there. <laughs> it's, it's a 20 back F. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, uh, Wampa Wampa. Adios, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars Hall names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.